been with us, or if you've been with us um, with the contemplative portion, we welcome you this morning. We are grateful for your presence here. We remind you that this place is made sacred by your participation and by your full presence here, and we're grateful for that. So um, we're going to begin our time this morning with a song from our beloved music director, uh, Connie Castro. Oh, my name is Roger Butts. I'm very honored and happy to be your guest speaker this morning. Connie, take it away. I have to say, Roger, to consider you a guest speaker just doesn't quite work. <laughs> Not after all the years you've been here, but okay, if that's what you are, we'll let you have that role. <laughs> and I'm having a little trouble with my computer sound this morning, so if I cut out, would, would someone let me know in the chat? Um, my original sound doesn't want to turn on very well. But in the meantime, we will just keep moving forward, and I invite you to sing with me this beautiful song called Sanctuary. Kayla has will put the words in the chat uh, so that we can circle up, so to speak, and um, get into that one heart, one mind space. Love, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be your living sanctuary for you. Now I'm going to take a moment here because I see some lips that aren't moving. You don't have to be a singer to sing along. We're on Zoom and you're muted, right? Let her rip. <laughs> Love, prepare me to be a sanctuary. There we go. Pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be sanctuary for you one more time full voice love prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and job by the way you were all on perfect pitch <laughs> never sounded better <laughs> so this morning's uh, service is going to be um this month we're, we're kind of devoting to um 
a reflection about the book that I wrote, Seeds of Devotion. And this morning I'm going to talk about the principles behind that. What animated my writing for that? What what were the principles, unity and otherwise, that um, propelled me when I thought about these stories and prayers and questions? That's our that's our topic this morning, and um, it's really about um, this morning's topic is really about the idea that God visits in the form of your life, your enfleshed life, your embodied life, your spiritual life, your emotional, physical, mental life. And so um, that's our, our service this morning. Connie, take it away with a song to set the pace and set the tone and welcome everybody into this spot. I see you standing on a ledge Surrounded by blue sky Life has pushed you to the edge And you know it's do or die You can freeze that frame But how long can you stall? You can glance below and worry that you'll fall Oh, you can follow spirit when you hear the call and risk it all. You can claim to have no choice. You can find someone to blame. You can choose to have no voice. But you're choosing just the same You can play the victim But what will you gain? You can rail at God Until you go insane Or you can open to the blessings In the pain And break the chain Take the reins, break the chains. Surely there must be guardian angels watching over you and me, and no place where. It shall be given unto you according to how you believe. You can isolate your soul. You can separate your heart. You can break off from the whole and claim to be a part. You can throw away the puzzle 
little piece you hold You can bury or invest your piece of gold Or you can tell the greatest story ever told And let life unfold I see you standing on a ledge Surrounded by a blue sky. Thank you, Connie. That was beautiful. As I begin this morning's message, I want to just start with a simple prayer. To, to ground us and center us. Feel your breathing right now. The inhale, the exhale. The Holy Spirit is breath. The Goddess is breath. Life is breath. Calm your mind. Sit still. Sitting still is an act of revolutionary love. It is an act of radical resistance. Inhale peace, exhale love all of that. Feel the earth move under your feet, all of that. Trust that you are right where you're supposed to be. Trust that you know deep in your bones the next step, the next step, the next step. Know the power of your faith. Whatever you call yourself or don't call yourself, however you identify or don't, let the holy in your breathing shine onto you and into you the power of being you at this moment with this breath. So, <clears throat> I was playing tennis at Memorial Park the other day, as I am wont to do. The sun was blasting. A number of us were looking for shelter, and we found a gazebo. As soon as we walked into the gazebo, loud squawking. A mother bird and a nest and a couple of baby birds were at the highest point of the gazebo inside, living their life. Mama bird was not overjoyed to be interrupted in the midst of her daily tasks. We tried to be quiet and mellow to let mama bird know we came in peace. The birds were gorgeous and in that moment, eternity burst through. We were touched by a sense of the mystery and love and life at the heart of all things. It was the divine presence right there in that moment. Your life is dripping with divine presence. The world is dripping with divine presence. So begins my book, Seeds of Devotion. I'm not going to tell you stories today from that book or read anything from it, but I want to give you a glimpse into the principles, the guiding vision, and what animated the storytelling and the prayer writing. The principles that I try to lift up, even if indirectly, in the book. All right, some foundational ideas and principles. Foundational is this idea. There is one presence, there is one power present in every moment, and that's the divine presence, the holy. The little bird and her babies were God in that moment. 
there's one presence. That should probably sound familiar to you as a unity principle. All of creation, another foundational idea, including we who count ourselves as humans, each is of God and therefore good. Now, the evidence of that can be hard to see sometimes, but it is a matter of faith. As the poetry of the Jewish scriptures remind us, God looked at all of creation in all of its diversity and said it is good. This goodness is the supreme reality. God looked at that little bird and she said it is good. It is beautiful. Another foundational ideal, number three. We are co-creators with God. Every morning, the poet says, the world is created anew. As I noticed that bird, she was alive to me in my spirit, in my heart, in my soul. And all of the moms and all of the birds that I've ever known were alive in me in that moment of co-creation. And I was transformed by the encounter. Through prayer and mindfulness and awareness, we align our hearts with the hearts of God. When I saw that bird and the little babies and the nest, my heart was enlarged and I was able to be aware of the breaking through of eternity in that way. Maybe you climbed the incline for the first time ever at a certain age which we shall not mention as a birthday present to yourself. In that moment of being on the incline, eternity broke through. Foundational principle number five, to the best of our ability, we live the truth we know. In that moment of seeing that bird and her little babies and her nest, I knew in a new way that beauty is all about us. The kingdom of God is all about us. The unbreaking of eternity can happen in profound and surprising ways. These are the unity principles as illustrated by a little bird in a little gazebo in a little park with some tennis courts. These principles animate my book. These principles are kind of the heart of mystical thought. This is a strong foundation for any kind of writing you would want to do or any kind of life you would want to do. Will you take one moment and ponder with me in silence what principles animate the story of your life? What principle is principle number one for you? Thank you. Now there are other few there are a few other animating principles in my life and in this book. And one is that the um, idea of revelation is ongoing. Now in a place like unity, that's not particularly controversial. But in some places it can be hard to imagine. Some places might say that Jesus was the definitive revelation of God, end of story, no more, no less. That's not our approach here. 
The reason I say over and over again in my book, see everything you encounter as a sacred text, including your own life, is that God still speaks in and through all of the things that are near at hand. That's, that's Revelation is continuous and ongoing is an important animating principle for me in my book. The second additional one. There are enough resources, human and divine, to achieve meaningful, lasting change for the common good. Hence, we live in hope and ultimately optimism. Now, this last one is super important because without hope, we might find it very easy to escape into cynicism or despair or greed. The idea that there are enough resources, human and divine, to make change gives me a strong sense of encouragement to keep going. Even though I may never see some of the changes I hope to see in this life, I'm sure going to try in my little corner of the world. All right, so I think most of you know that my wife, Marta, is taking a doctorate up at um, Iliff School of Theology, and she's super interested in the idea of revising and reworking and renewing images of the divine. And I think all of us have a lot to do, uh, you know, work to do with recasting those old powerful stories so that we can see ourselves in them. Now that's, that's, that's her work, but that also is an animating principle of my work, more so hers, but also mine. Um, this is also why I'm going on and on about making a sacred text of everything you encounter, because those stories are as interesting as any story in the Hebrew Bible, the Christian scriptures, the Buddhist koans, whatever it is. Whatever Jacob's dream was, yours is as interesting and as powerful. God comes in many disguises. Hello, baby bird. And one of them is your life. This idea that God comes to you in the form of your life leads me to one final animating principle. And that is this. The spirit and the flesh are one. In the West, we are given this idea without even having it explicitly taught to us from early on that there's a separation of spirit and matter. The flesh is evil, the spirit is good. Ah, hogwash. How do we let ourselves imagine such a thing? The body is not out to subvert the spirit. It is the sacred vessel of the spirit. It is one with the sacred pulse of all life, which beheld that baby bird and said in response, here I am. My eyes and my brain or my spirit? I say all of it, all at once, all at once. The body and all of its functions, the spirit and all of its functions are not in competition. My wife would say, decolonize that. <laughs> decolonize that once and for all. The invitation to live, to see, to understand takes place in the spirit and in the flesh. Invitation 
is crucial to this idea. At all times, you are invited to the table. Your flesh and your spirit, you belong. Your spirit and your flesh becomes receptive to that sacred eternity breaking through in the mundane. You are worthy of receiving that eternity. Reception is crucial. The gifts are constantly in your line of vision and your spiritual wake. Look, after a while, our knees get creaky, our backs get creaky, we begin to forget things. There are times when we glimpse the miracle of the everyday, the transforming power of connection and beauty, and the world is renewed and our spirit and our flesh are renewed. Renewal is crucial to this thing we call life. We're constantly being resurrected. This is why the poet asks the question, are you breathing and calling it a life? We are invited with our spirit and our flesh to be a part of that eternity breaking through. Okay, this morning in my inbox, it was basically a miracle. This poet, Effie Lee Newsom, of blessed memory. I mean, I don't even know when she wrote this poem. But this arrived in my inbox called Sunset a poem, Sunset. Since poets have told of sunset, what is left for me to tell? I can only say that I saw the day press crimson lips to the horizon gray and kiss the earth farewell. The flesh, we are taught, is to be avoided or feared or managed. Weight loss, weight loss, all this stuff. But in our principle that the flesh and spirit are one, the body is part of the sacred dance, part of nature and the little bird and the nest. Our bodies come from and return to source, come from and return to the sacred center, the connectedness of all things, the unity of all things. This way of thinking is subversive of the normal order of things. In our way of thinking, the body is to be celebrated. It knows in a different way than our brains. It knows not so much about control and logic, but truth and acceptance and receptivity and unity. Oh, my sweet little birds at the Memorial Park Tennis Center. Did I see them with my flesh and my eyes that needed glasses and the brain that somehow connected to my eyes and all that? Yes, I saw it with all that. As our poet Effie Lee Newsom saw the sunset with her eyes. Mama Bird would not let me miss her presence bodily. She was protective and profound, and she was going to let me know she was there. Did I see all of that with my spirit? Yes, both, both and, not either or, not in competition, in beautiful unity. A closing story for you about St. Kevin and the blackbird.
And then there was St. Kevin and the Blackbird. He died like 680 or something. All of the stories about St. Kevin are imagined and make-believe, you know, they're, um, but they're powerful and beautiful and true all at once. Um, one of the stories about St. Kevin is that he um, kept his mon he founded a monastery in Ireland. And um, one of the stories is that he kept his monastery alive by, um, by feeding the monks salmons that were brought to him by otters. I love that. That's a great story. I don't think it, any part of that is true, but it's a great story. St. Kevin and the Blackbird. And then there was St. Kevin and the Blackbird. The saint is kneeling, arms stretched out inside his cell, but the cell is so narrow. So one turned up palm is out the window, stiff as a cross beam, when a blackbird lands and lays in it and settles down to nest. Kevin feels the warm eggs, the small breast, the tucked, neat head and claws, and finding himself linked into the network of eternal life, is moved to pity. Now he must hold his hand out like a branch in the sun and rain for weeks until the young are hatched and fledged and flown. And since the whole thing's imagined anyhow, imagine being Kevin. Which is he? Self-forgetful? or in agony all the time. From the neck on out, down through his hurting forearms? Are his fingers sleeping? Does he still fill his knees? Or has the shut-eyed blank of under-earth crept up through him? Is there distance in his head? Alone and mirrored clear in love's deep river. To labor and not to seek reward, he prays. A prayer his body makes entirely for he has forgotten self, forgotten bird, and on the riverbank forgotten the river's name. St. Kevin and the Blackbird. The, 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 the cell was so narrow that he had to pray with one hand out. And despite all of his plans, despite all of his agenda, he received a holy bird and linked himself with eternal life. Would you like me to sing, Roger? Wow, what a great story. It makes me think of blackbirds singing in the dead of night. <laughs> That's what was going through my head the whole time. I'm not going to sing that, however. <laughs> it would require a move over there to get stuff, and we'll do this one. And um, I think this will work. Welcome to my soul, it's a precious thing. It started on a journey long ago. 
when it looked into the eyes of God and said, I want to be everything we are expressing as me. And God said, oh, I love you so, of course you can go out on your own to spread our love and shine our light. But promise me you won't forget that we are of one mind, we are one heart, we are one soul, there's only So God gave me a personality through which we could both express our love and gave to me a body I could live in while I'm here and then handed me an ego just for fun. And God said, oh, I love you so, of course you can go out on your own to spread our love and shine our light. But promise me you won't forget that we are of one mind, we are one heart, we are one soul, we're times when I forget and I feel so alone and cold and I reach out for a hand to hold. Then I go inside and ask myself one question. To what do I really belong? Never fear, cause I've been with you all along. And God says, oh, I love you so. Of course you can go out on your own to spread our love and shine our light. But promise me that you won't forget we are heart we are one soul there's only one yes promise me that you won't forget that we are of one mind we are one heart we are one soul we're always Perfect. 
Thank you for joining us today, friends. We're so grateful for your presence. And the work of this spiritual community is not possible without you. I'm going to ask Kayla to put up a, um, a donation information in the chat box as we um, think about how we give with our time and our talent and our treasure. Um, all of it is important. So um, we're grateful for that. Thank you uh, for your generous giving. Let's say our words of, of uh, affirmation, um, affirmation of abundance together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you for your generosity. And thank you for being you. Jamie, I think you got some announcements. Thank you, Roger. I have a couple of announcements regarding two of our ongoing Thursday activities. So this coming Thursday from 7 to 10, if you can, please join our gardeners to help beautify the grounds. Just bring your tools and check in with Donna, and she'll tell you what's needed that particular Thursday. And then again, later on Thursday from 6.30 to 7.30, there will be fellowship out on the lawn at the gazebo. And some, please come, bring a drink to just spend an hour visiting time with your friends. Um, I am pleased to announce that we are about $1,500 away from meeting our goal of raising $5,000 for the Ariana Fund. So thank you so much for your generosity with this. We will continue to take donations till we reach our goal. Um, today, I'd also like to give a shout out to our bingo team for all of their hard work. Our team includes, and I'm gonna be reading the names because this is a, one of our bigger teams, uh, Don Turner, Lou Turner, Cindy Walters, JJ Weston, Yarla Allers, Susan Anderson, Beth Brickle, Donna Day, Don DeFore, Debbie Flora, Phyllis George, Fran Gimbrel, Donna Grant, and Sharon Ledlow. Thank you so much for your commitment to fundraising for Unity in the Rockies. We really appreciate that. And now I'd like to turn over the mic to Linda Anderson, who's our licensed Unity teacher. Linda and Norma are recruiting and setting up training for new prayer chaplains. So if Linda wants to unmute, um, she can tell you all about that. Where's Linda at? Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm really excited to let you know about our upcoming prayer chaplain training, which will be in October. Um, those of you who are members know how much you look forward to receiving your prayer chaplain calls every month. Have you ever thought about being the person making those calls to other members? Well, at the end of August, we're going to have some prayer chaplain orientation sessions to give you all of the information you need to decide if this is something that you would like to do. If you need some more information right away, because it sounds so exciting, uh, you can call me at 
719-260-1621 or call Norma Crawford at 817-480-2963 and we'll be glad to chat with you about it. There'll be information coming out in the e-blast and also on the website within the next week or so. So keep your eyes peeled for that as well. Thank you. Now I just, uh, I'm gonna put in the chat an affirmation <clears throat> for, um, kind of an affirmation for the new minister search, the new spiritual leader search. Let's say that together. With gratitude for the past, we release any concerns about change and beckon the best new leader for Unity Spiritual Center in the Rockies. Thank you, Linda, for the announcement about prayer chaplains. And um, Jamie, is are you, I loved getting my monthly prayer call from Linda. She would hunt me down and I'd be like, I'd be out somewhere and she's like, oh, it's time to pray, Roger. And I'm yes, let's pray. You know, it's, it's perfect. I love it. Thank you, Linda. Um, Jamie, do you have anything else to add to the announcements? All right, we're all good there. Um, so we've said that. Let me just share with you a blessing and then we'll um, end our service together um, with some music. And um, let's see. I just want to share with you this closing blessing. And then we'll get to um, Connie. May life surprise you today. May a sense of grace come out of nowhere in the middle of your daily tasks. May a sense of peace find you in the unlikeliest of places. May a sense of courage and renewal find you. May God's love surround you. And may a gentleness, a returning quietness, and a restoring stillness be with you now and always. A restorative wholeness is yours to claim and embrace. And may faith, hope, and love be your constant companions. God bless your day. Amen. Connie. End us with a song, shall you? I would be happy to. It's great to see all your faces this morning, and thank you for allowing me to be off last week. See the beautiful flowers I got for my birthday from uh, some of the people that I work with, and, and I'm the one who did the incline yesterday. 90 minutes, first time ever. I, I'm just so jazzed about it. Now I'm trying to figure out what I can do next. <laughs> So as we close today, thank you for having your cameras on so that we can share uh, our time together and see each other and sing together. So let's close with one light. Kayla will put the words, oh, they're there already. She's waiting for me. And then of course, if you wanna stay for fellowship, that'll be coming up next. Let the light within you shine. We are all connected. Look into another's eyes. See your light reflected. 
about you, but I can hardly wait to hear your voices in real time, hopefully next month, if the world allows us to do that. It'll be wonderful, won't it? Give me a nod or a thumbs up or a yes, it will be great. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. If you'd like to join a breakout room, you'll have an option. Otherwise, have a great week and blessings to one and all. Thank you, Connie. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>